Uh, I like your shirt, Stephanie. Thank you. That's actually really nice of you. Um, I like your Spider-Man t-shirt, too. Thank you. I'm wearing it because he's my favorite superhero. That's good to know. Um, is it because you like his costume? No, it's because spiders are very smart. I did not know that. For real, they know everything. How do they know everything? They can find whatever they need to know on the web. That is a super annoying joke. Uh, theme music, please. Welcome to Hebrew School, a new game show where super smart kids get to show off how much they know about all things Jewish. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Liel. And you boys and girls are going to love it here at the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Nope, no wizardry, no witchcraft, but we do have with us our contestant today, the magical Alice, age 10. Welcome, Alice. Thank you. So we are so excited to have you here with us today. We've heard a little bit about you, and it's all good. Is it true you're part of a Yiddish theater troupe? Yeah. So it's called Yaya, um, Young Actors for Young Audiences. It's at the Siegel Center. And so the actual play is in English, the words, but um, all of the songs are in Yiddish. So you like acting? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite role that you played? Hmm. Okay, that's hard because one year we did the Rooster Prince of Breslov and I was a royal doctor and my solo, I got to put my foot on a random audience member. That was fun. But last year we did the Knish War on Rivington Street and I was Mr. Tish. And it was really fun because like, it was one of the main parts and we got to eat real Knishes. I love the Knish Wars. It's the best Avengers movie ever. So I also heard you love fun facts. Yes. Did you bring any with you today? Um, okay. So I forget the exact events, but the mayor of Montreal once asked France to borrow the Eiffel Tower for an opening of an event. What'd they say? No. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot of fun. Well, we are going to have a lot of fun facts here today, but before we get started, we have one final question for you, and it is truly epic. Oy vey. Alice, we all know that more is better. So why settle for a measly 10 commandments when you could have 11? So real quick, if God calls you in your cell and he's like, yo, Alice, we need another commandment that everyone in the world <laughs> would like have to obey, what would it be? Um, ooh, that's hard. Um, well, there's that like respect your mother, respect your father commandment, right? There is. Yeah. But there's no, um, like, respect your kids, so... I love that. What about respect your sibling? Right. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the older sibling, it sounds like. Um, no, I have an older sister who's 16, and I have a little brother who's 10 months old. Oh, wow. So you think that we should be adding the commandment that says respect your kids? Yes. So, Alice, now that we've got all this commandment business out of the way, it is time for some yoga. Our first post today is called the Brain Donkey at the Supermarket Cheese Counter. So just take a deep breath, lift your leg above your right ear. Okay, and... you can do that later, Alice, because now is not the time for yoga, Liel. It's time to play Hebrew School. 
The game is simple. No matter what kind of school you go to, you are always learning new and amazing things about being Jewish. We want to see how much you really know. But instead of giving you a test, we're going to play a series of games that ask you questions about everything from history to religion to pop culture. Alice, are you ready to play? After somebody please tell me what pop culture is. (laughs) Alice, you need to be president. Alice for president. Pop culture is like popular culture, like movies and music and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Like the Kanish War and the Doctor from Breslau, you know, stuff like that that kids love. So, Alice, are you ready to play? Yes. Amazing. Our first game is called Say My Name. Say My Name. So, whose name am I supposed to say? No one's, because you are not the one playing the game. Alice, pretty soon you'll hear a very short song about a very famous person you've read about, someone who plays an important role in Jewish history. All you have to do is listen and tell us that person's name. How does that sound? That sounds good. Aw, yeah. hungry in here so god throw me to a different land with my naomi if there's a good man there then please show me tell all the jews i'm their homie love my mother-in-law like ernie loves bert i love the jews so much i'll convert wear my skirt when i work in the dirt and finally my luck you know will revert i'm a gnarly bible hero yeah they like me a lot king david's my grandkid if you're following the plot you read about me on shavuot i have a whole megillah that you'll be taught This is about someone who has a whole book named after her. We celebrate her on the holiday of Shavuot. Her mother-in-law was Naomi. She goes with her to a different land, and her great-great-great-grandson is King David. Liel, any other clues? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's really easy. I think it's about Professor Dumblepuff from Hogwarts. There's uh, Dumblepuff McGilla. Uh, no, it's Dumbledore, and no, it's not. Um, <laughs> Alice, do you have any idea who this song is about? Um, is it Ruth? Winner! Yes, it is Ruth. Woo-hoo. Yeah, will you tell us about this Ruth lady? So Ruth was a Moabite woman married to a Jew, and when her husband dies, she felt super bad for her mother-in-law, Naomi. She was all like, hey, I'll go back to the land of Israel with you, and your people will be my people and stuff, because I really love you guys, which is such a super nice thing to do. So she hangs out in Bethlehem, working really hard to buy her and Naomi some food to eat, and a good dude named Boaz notices her, and they get married. And get this. Ruth becomes not only the first person to convert to Judaism, but also the great, 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 great grandma of King David, and one day of the Messiah too. We celebrate her every Shavuot as we read the book telling her story, Megillat Ruth, which shows you that it pays to be super nice. And that's the truth, Stephanie. It sure is. Okay, Alice, we've had some fun, but now it's time to play hardball. Our next game is called Tall Torah Tales. Tall Torah Tales! (laughs) 
So when you read the Bible, sooner or later, you come across things that blow your mind, stuff so strange you can't believe the Bible actually mentions it. So right now, Liel and I are going to tell you about four fantastic things mentioned in the Bible. Three of these things are true. The Bible totally mentions them. One is just a big old lie, and your job is to tell us which is which. Got it. Excellent. Our theme today is just what the doctor ordered. When people in the Bible got sick, they sometimes would take pretty crazy medicine to help them get better. Let's see if you can tell which of the weird and wild medicines we're about to describe are real. Oh, wow. I'll go first. So picture this, Alice. You're an ancient Israelite, and suddenly you come down with a real bad case of leprosy. No worries. All you have to do is find a black chicken, which, of course, symbolizes everything that is dark and terrible in the world. Then you wait for it to lay an egg and eat that egg raw. And ta-da! The leprosy is cured. Doesn't that just make you sicker but in a different place? <laughs> well, uh, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But Alice, why settle for a black chicken when you could have a red cow? Ancient Israelites believed that being next to dead bodies made them impure. So whenever anyone came anywhere near a dead person, which happened a lot in the days of the Bible, they went to a Kohen or a priest who dipped a hyssop branch in water mixed with the ashes of a red cow. Then you just take a ritual bath and you're clean and ready to go. TMI. <laughs> a red cow is kind of cool, but you know what's a million times cooler? A copper snake. Because the Israelites had to walk in the desert for 40 years, and because the desert has a lot of snakes, they would constantly get bitten. So Moses talked to God, and God ordered Moses to make a big snake out of copper and put it on a stick. And anyone who was bitten by a snake just had to look at it and immediately got better. Ah, nice, nice, kind of like an action figure, but nothing like bringing the dead back to life with spiritual CPR, trademark, which is what Alicia did when he came across a poor dead boy. He just put his hands in the kid, went like, press, 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 and the boy, bam, jumped back to life. Okay, Alice, it's time to bust that tall Torah tale. We told you about four amazing medicines, a black chicken, a red cow, a copper snake, and some awesome spiritual CPR. You have to tell us which is fake. So let's narrow it down. Are there any that we just listed that you think are like definitely in the Bible? Um, maybe the, maybe the black chicken. You're going to go black chicken is the truth. Okay, is there anyone in here that sounds a little fishy you're not really sure about? Probably a fake. The CPR, I think. And what about the copper snake? Real or no? Um, that, it kind of sounds weird, but a lot of things in the Bible are weird, so I wouldn't be surprised, but I also, that wouldn't like be my first guess. Okay, so final answer. You say spiritual CPR is a fake. So that is incorrect. Dang it. <laughs> no one ate black chicken eggs back in biblical times, but all the other cures we mentioned are 100% Bible certified. When I get sick, I just take a nice hot milkshake bath. And it works every time. Ew. Alice, let's play our third and final game. Maze. Maze.
Mazeh is Hebrew for what is this, and this game is pretty straightforward. We're trying to figure out how to say pancake in Hebrew. Liel and I will both give you an option, but only one of us is telling the truth. It's a lot of lying on this show. Oh my, slapjack. <laughs> Liel, why don't you go first? With a pleasure. The Hebrew word for pancake, yummya. Why? Because pancakes are super yummy. And yummy is the word for yummy in every language. So that's what we call it. True fact, yummya. Okay, well, I'm going to say that the Hebrew word for pancake is chamita. It kind of sounds a little like chavita, which is the Hebrew word for omelet, which it sort of resembles. But we aren't actually sure about the word's origins because the ancient rabbis of the Talmud came up with it. Yes, they were eating pancakes in the Talmud. Alice, you've heard one truth and one lie. Time to decide how you say pancake in Hebrew. Is it yamia or is it Chamita. Um, can I ask a question or no? Of, of course. course. How do you say wheat in Hebrew? Ooh, chita. I think that was a good question. Okay. So it's either the rabbis of the Talmud who made it or who? We don't know. Um. Do you pick chamita? Or yamia? Is it chamita? Winner! Yes, yes, it is. See, I told you I was telling the truth. Alice, what do you like on your chamita? Chocolate chips, bananas, maple syrup, all of it? Um, I like chamita on my chamita. <laughs> A nice big chamita stack. I like that. Do you know how to say banana in Hebrew? I want to say yes, because if my Hebrew teacher listens to this, she'll probably be mad at me for not knowing it. And I feel like I do. Isn't it like banana or something? Yes, it's very hard. It's banana. Totally oh, different I love from that. banana. How do you even say that? Eh, banana, maze. Banana. How do you say chocolate chips, Leo? Eh, chocolate chips. <laughs> I don't think that's right. That's actually right. you have earned your pancakes. Thank you so much for playing today. What's one thing you learned that you're excited about? I learned that people try to do spiritual CPR on dead people, <laughs> which is very disturbing, but I have lots of fun facts that are disturbing, so I'll add that to the list. Yes, we can add that to your fun fact list. I love that. <laughs> Hear that sound? Um, I might not hear anything ever again. <laughs> yeah, I hear that sound. It's my doorman. He's buzzing to let me know that the pancakes I ordered arrived. Maybe they did, but what you hear is not your doorman buzzing. That is the sound of the bell ringing and telling us we are out of time for this week's Hebrew School. So thank you, Alice. Thank you. And if you kids listening at home want to play too, and if you're in between the ages of 7 and 12, email us at hebrewschool at tabletmag.com. Until then, class dismissed. Hebrew School is a podcast from Tablet Magazine, hosted by me, Stephanie Butnick, along with Liel Leibovitz. We are produced by Sara Fredman-Ader and Paul Ruest, who also edits the show. We are executive produced by Josh Cross, with extra help this week from Violet Cross. 
Check out all of Tablet's podcasts at tabletmag.com slash podcasts.